episode 217 of the Witty and Gritty Podcast. We're your hosts, Farron, hosts, and Brooke. Hey. Brooke. <laughs> Brooke and Farron. Farron and Brooke. Jinx, jinx, Black double jinx. Farron, Farron, Farron. Can't talk till I say your name three times. Ugh. Brooke, Brooke, Brooke. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Otherwise, you're flying <laughs> solo on this episode. That would have been a long episode. <laughs> we are in week nine of our Kid Classics miniseries, which has been fun. I've enjoyed it. Been. We're near the end, but we won't be sad. We'll be glad. Don't. What is it? Don't get mad. Get glad. Whenever yes. you spill stuff. And, hey, anyway. glad if you're listening <laughs> and would like to send us un dollar. <laughs> <laughs> paid product placement. Oh, look at that. All right. So today we are talking about Daniel and the lion's den, which you may remember from childhood or you're reading it to your kids now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, I don't want to give spoilers away, you're Spoil about it. to give context, but <laughs> I just remember in the children's books, the lions always looked kind I and know. loving, maybe a little nuzzle yeah. on Daniel, not not quite when you go read it right. <laughs> in the book. Mm, I want to know the play-by-play, which is cool because we can ask him one day, it's going to be great. So here's some context. So it's been a few books since we talked about our last week's episode, nine to be exact. So we're going to link lots of videos for you guys if you want to catch up with those books so you have better context. But here are the Brook notes. We're in 605 BC. Jehoiakim is reigning in Judah. And then King Nebuchadnezzar is the king in Babylon. And then they come and attack Judah and take over. And then they, Nebuchadnezzar says, all right, lead man, right-hand man guy, like what do you call them? I don't know. Yeah, right-hand man. Yeah, okay. Bring me the best and brightest guys, and we're going to assimilate them into our Babylonian culture. And their job was to try to like get the get them all smart in the Babylonian world and then take over that way, which is tricky. Yeah. And it, people do that. People have done that in the past. Yeah, convert the leaders well to done. your side. Uh-huh. And they'll do the convincing for you. Yes. So this is in the book of Daniel. And what you may not know, I know it took me a while to, for all the light bulbs to come on, but this is the same book where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace happens. Mm-hmm. And turns out Daniel and those three guys, they are some of the best and brightest that get taken to Babylon, which I was like, oh, dang, they're friends. And then as you read the whole book of Daniel, it's not long. You could do it. You can see how Daniel gets his friends' backs, and they have different convictions, which lead them to do different things, because, I mean, we can talk about that all day. Like, all I'm day. not convicted of certain things that you might be, and vice versa, mm-hmm. and that's okay. So there's that. So if you're like, well, why didn't they go by their traditional name, and they use the, okay, that wasn't their conviction, it was Daniel's, so Daniel went by Daniel. Anyway. We can ask him <laughs> later, like you said. So, long story short... Daniel works his way up the chain, gets highly promoted, reminds them of, hey, these are my buddies, let's promote them. Anyway, we're jumping around in the book. All this to say, go read Daniel. It's a fun read. We'll also link a video in case you don't want to read it. So there's that. (laughs) Read, break, talk, tell. (laughs) Whatever your learning style may be. Yes. Okay, well, are we going to hit him with the read? Well, let's do that, yeah. So we are at the point where a law has been signed saying that you can only pray to the king and not to God. But Daniel, being Daniel, is going to do what he's going to do anyway in his usual manner. So you were supposed to be killed if you prayed to anyone else but God. And these guys 
that were original Babylonians, they're just mad because Daniel keeps getting promoted, and they don't. What's going on? So they're going to try to be sabotaging Daniel. That's why they tricked the king into making this law. And the king's like, cool, yeah, that sounds great. And then over time, he realizes, oh, no, my friend Daniel, because they're friends, and you can see that in the context, like, as he's going in the den, he's like, I hope your God protects you. <laughs> so, moral of the story, haters going to hate. Proverbs 9-8, <laughs> baby, Proverbs 9-8, that's right. <laughs> that's the only way I remember that verse, because it rhymes. Awesome. Speaking of rhyming, we have a memorization guide. Look at that. Yes. I One thought kid. we were going to read scripture and have a smooth segue, <laughs> <laughs> which did not rhyme. Do we ever. Anyway, we're going to read (laughs) Daniel 6.10. Do you want to read first? No. Okay, fine. (laughs) All right. NLT, here we go. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with its windows open towards Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to his God. All right. And the ESV says, when Daniel knew that the document had been signed... He went to his house where he had windows and his upper chamber open toward Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. Something that I've noticed in both of these verses is that it's the usual thing. He previously had done this. It's just his, what he's always done. So you can tell that there's established practice, which I think is important. Yes, I think that's important too in taking it a step further to say that you know, when other people might change their ways or there's a change, don't stop doing those good habits and rituals. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, especially if God's like, please do it. Yeah. <laughs> Read, pray, talk, tell. Oh, look at this. Like that. Yeah, yeah. that was cool, right? Our album is dropping <laughs> <laughs> this Christmas. Apparently, we said that at one of these previous episodes. Oh, no, we're running out of time. Uh, okay, pray. So, I think that it would be impressive. That if you already are great at praying and have established that routine, to challenge yourself to maybe pray in public. Whether you're out to eat and praying before a meal, or praying over your kid before they go play a sport they love. uh, Praying for them when you drop them off at camp. But something that stuck out to me was Daniel did not go hide somewhere to pray to God. Mm -hmm. He went into his upper chamber so people can see you from outside and the windows were open. So he didn't try to hide it. Uh, but I would say, if you're like, man, check that box. My prayer routine's legit. I wonder if it's also publicly it's good. out there. It's good to stretch yourself, too, Farron. I love that. Just, I mean, that can start, like, at a restaurant or helping. We can get to tell in a second. I almost said a tale, but we're on the pray part. <laughs> <laughs> so I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, um, I, I wrote developing a habit of prayer. So the steps before that, if you don't have a habit of prayer yet, Take five minutes and pray. Or if you're like, I only pray before I go to sleep. Well, good job talking to God. The last thing you do that day, see if you can go to bed early. Maybe pray. You might fall asleep earlier. Get more minutes. Look at you. But setting a time, picking a spot. And we have our Atomic Habits mini-series, episodes 103 through 111, that help you if you want to develop a prayer routine if you don't have one yet. And then, Farron, good job with the stretching yourself because it might be easier, easy for you to pray at a restaurant, but not in your Bible study group. That might be too scary. So what's one of those places that's going to stretch you a little more? If you feel comfortable doing one thing, well, what's the uncomfortable area? And you can even pray and ask God, where can, you, where can I stretch my prayer life? And he will certainly show you. Yes, and I like your point about praying for bed. 
Uh, there was just kind of a funny thing that happened this morning. Oh, tell me. Well, it's not, I guess, funny, not really funny. <laughs> <laughs> what are you about to say? <laughs> so Gabby got a mosquito bite, and man, our mm. family, they just, they blow up and they blister, and it's not a fun thing. They eventually grow out of it, so there's hope. But, At what uh, age? Are you uh, counting down you know, the years? It's very, like, a fade. It's not, uh, okay, like... Okay. Immediate. You turned 11, you get your Hogwarts letter, slash no more wow. bad mosquito bites. I wish that's how it worked. <laughs> um, but Gabby was sad this morning because we didn't pray for her mosquito bite last night. And it oh. was still hurting. Oh. And so uh, I was like, well, we can pray for it right now. And she was like, she wanted to tell me, mm-hmm. no, we can't. Mm-hmm. But this involved God. So she's like, well, Ooh. maybe. I'm going to hear what you say first. puzzled. <laughs> And um, I knew she wanted to argue with me. And so I said, I can pray for you right now. You want me to pray for you right now? She's like, fine, was kind of her <laughs> attitude or demeanor. But afterwards, you could tell she felt a lot better. And it, it's one of those kids often have these misconceptions that we might not always know about as parents until mm. they say something one way or, you know, explain their thinking. And it's like, how long have you thought that that's how yeah. it works? Yes. <laughs> So it was just a good opportunity. So just to piggyback on the things that we've talked about with habits is maybe pray to the Holy Spirit to give you those opportunities. That's really good. And you had the Holy Spirit guiding you to look at her face. So you And you know, Gabby, you've looked at her face a lot. So you know through time and practice what her confused face is. And, I mean, that just goes to say, like, the more you talk to God, the more you hear his voice, too. Mm -hmm. So the more time you spend with people, the better you get to know them. So you notice the little nuances, like, hmm. I think you're confused right now. Yeah. <laughs> internalize that and then circle back later. <laughs> yes. Read, pray, talk. Oh, wait, you want to do talk. Tell. Read, pray, talk, tell. Oh, look at us. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have, Farron? Well, that means we're on the talk part for those trying to follow along at home. <laughs> pay close attention. Yeah. So um, I put practice praying for each other. That's good. Something that we've talked about in our small group and Bible study and everything is when you tell someone you're going to pray for them, but how much more powerful it is if you actually sit down and type out a prayer to them via text. Uh, if you want to post yeah. it on their social media, go for it. But just the act of writing it down is also, I think, a good stepping stone. You have more time to process your words and read over it, make any edits or changes versus feeling like you're put on the spot. So if you do text people saying praying for you, I'm not saying that's bad, but Maybe another step could be actually typing up a prayer. Yeah, I like that you're, again, seeking to stretch yourself there, which is great. And it doesn't have to be fancy in King James. You can just say, I'm praying for peace and comfort for you. Mm-hmm. And then you don't, have to, you don't have to be able to pick the Bible verse out of the Bible. You could just Google it, hey, Bible verse about peace and, and comfort, and some will populate. Or you can just say, I'm praying that you, I, I like to pray that people belly laugh that day. I know that sounds whatever, but... I think more laughter in the world would be good, plus it lowers your cholesterol. So sometimes I'm like, I really hope Farron and Jacob belly laugh together at the same joke. Like, Farron, you might do it, and then Jacob might do it later, but then it, how, like, exponentially more laughable. Well, Jacob laughed so hard he cried driving home the other day. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. See? God doesn't operate on the space-time continuum. Yes. Well, it was dangerous. Are you allowed to tell us what it's about? Oh, Gabby was being a punk. <laughs> She wanted everything. She's in just these few days. The schedule's been blown. So not to make excuses for my kid, but she's been... It's a weird week. It happens. A terror. And so I was not being the adult in the situation. (laughs) 
And I, she wanted something and didn't want it some way. She was cold, but she had a blanket, and everyone mm. else was dying, sweating. I'm pretty sure she was, too. But she just wanted to argue, <laughs> which is fine. So she's, I'm not. I'm, I'm really cold as sweat drips down her face. <laughs> yes, exactly. Bro. Are you okay back Were you there? there? <laughs> no, I wasn't, but I can just imagine. <laughs> so she said, but I'm cold. I and believe I you. And I said, I don't care. And she goes, oh. You are so rude to me. <laughs> and I don't know why Jacob thought that was the most <laughs> hilarious thing. Probably because she was being rude oh, to everyone else. Good thing we haven't gotten to the tell part yet, Farron, because then you can tell us how you uh, how you fixed that. I think there's just a lot of <laughs> laughing and time passed, which saved Gabby's oh. life. So there you go. That's funny. I like how you talked about it could be as easy as sending a text. Or typing up a prayer on their social media might be good, too, especially if you don't have their number or you haven't texted them in a while. That's good. I love that, Farron. I also, something we do in our group is we talk about what works for them, and then you give it a try, too. My mom, for, I think she still does it to this day. We have an episode with her. Uh, She has prayer cards, and there are times where she gets on her knees and prays. And a couple years ago, I did that for 40 days in a row. I prayed for specifically Morgan for 40 days in a row. And my back problems went away because I was (laughs) kneeling so much. Anyway, look at that. Look at God. All that to say, read, pray, talk, tell. Ew. We're on the tell. Yeah, we are if you can't tell. Not the tail. (laughs) My twangy little girls. I love it. When they say tell, it sounds like tail. Tail. (laughs) Two syllables in Texas. It's fine. Goodness. All right, so how are we going to take the story of Daniel in the lion's den? Obviously, he makes it out, guys. He made it out, everyone, if you haven't read the story. But how can we take, you're going to stick to what you're going to do, and how are we going to translate that to our kids? How are we going to practice that? If this is your belief, if this is what we do as a family, if these are our boundaries or standards, how can we take that whenever there's peer pressure or anything that life throws at you or your kids? Well, you are teeing this up for me, Brooke. Thank you. Gotcha, girl. (laughs) Well, when I think about his choice, Daniel's choice, he could have avoided the lion's den in its entirety by just waiting to pray a few days later. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But he continued to stick with it. um, And so that was, in my opinion, very brave. And when I think of people maybe reluctant, reluctant to pray, either in a group setting or out in public, I think it's that, again, fear of criticism or being judged. And it requires a little bit of bravery if that's not your uh, natural personality to just be bold like that so I think when we talk to the people we lead or the others in our lives mentoring children what have you that we can talk about circumnavigating the fear and being judged and just focus on pleasing God and not others and you know it's going to be an ongoing conversation but Daniel's story is a great one to share exactly and no matter which camp you fall in whether you're a believer or not you're going to be criticized and judged might as well be on the good guy side, right? <laughs> and I think on that point, too, I'm so glad you said that because I forgot how to tie this in, is like looking be- past the criticism. Yeah, um, which is hard to do. I think that's why it hurts. It's like, why are you criticizing me? What's wrong with me? And not to be judgmental, but just explaining to kids a lot of times criticism doesn't always come from what you're doing. 
Um, yeah. If you think about parent-kid relationship, we're often criticizing them because of their behavior. <laughs> but isn't it funny then that we immediately think when we're criticized, we've done something wrong. I know. And so here would be a good story that, like you said at the beginning in the read section, if you go before this all started, the whole law came into effect because Daniel was doing good and they could not find anything wrong to like get dirt on him. Mm-hmm. And so not always. It's worth like listening to the criticism, holding it up to the truth like we always say, yeah. but then evaluating the source and where it's coming from. And so not taking all criticism personal or, you know, I like to say if you don't value that person's opinion, like if you wouldn't go to them for advice, then why would you give weight to their criticisms? And so I think that's Ooh, just a really good conversation. That's to have. so good. If you wouldn't seek their advice, why are you paying attention to the criticism? Yeah, because those are similar. Yeah, that's they right. Just have different connotations. So good, so good. So in his three friends who got thrown in the fiery furnace, and then God was there. Hey, oh, it's the same concept as like Esther or them. Like the if I die, I die. Okay. Or but even if our God doesn't save us out of this situation, we know we are still honoring Him. And God's going to honor your faith in that. So bottom line, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. But God is sovereign, which is a fancy way to say, like, he's got the best ideas. So let's just uh, do what he says, even though it's scary. Yeah, I think that's another thing, too, is, like, not trying to convince kids that you don't, or, again, people you lead. Kids are fresh on my mind. But not that, like, if you wait till you're comfortable or wait till you're not scared, it's, be brave and do it anyway. Yeah, jump scared. Woo, that's good. And I like how you were saying, Farron, they couldn't find anything wrong with Daniel, so they were trying to change laws, which sounds to catch him, to do, to kill him. And then later in the New Testament, because we're only Old Testament with our kids' classics right now, that's Jesus. He was doing everything right. They couldn't find anything wrong. They were trying to make all these rules to try to catch him doing the wrong thing. And obviously, Jesus went through what he went through. The, the sad, bad things still happened, but on the other side of that, we can all be saved. So, good will always come in the end. Absolutely. Look at that. Wow. Read, pray, talk, tell. We did it. Also, other spoiler alert, if you haven't read it in scripture and you plan on reading it with young people, maybe just read what happens after Daniel gets out of the lion den on your own before you read it with others. It's a bit gruesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just do it. You know. I'd be the person Heads just up. to flip through it and read it out loud uh-huh. a fresh and go. And it's very close after he gets out. Yes. And you're like, and then all the... Oh. And, <laughs> and the then. end. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that heads up, Farron. No. <laughs> it's only because I've been there. <laughs> you know, God is funny. He knows what irony is for sure. Absolutely. Okay, that brings us to the conclusion of episode 217 about Daniel in the lion's den. Hey, Brooke. Tell me. Do you know (laughs) how you can support a podcast you love for free? How? It might cost you a minute of your time. Okay, what will cost me one minute? If you leave a review on the podcast. Excellent. It can help our message grow and get to others. So if you're like, oh, I have friends that I wish would listen to this, but I'm too nervous to send it to them. You should do it anyway. Be brave and do it anyway. But you can also help us grow just by leaving a five-star review, please. And a review, it can be one sentence long. Uh, yeah. But that's one way for free that you can help your podcast host grow and get God's message out to more ears. And that may sound silly, but how much do you pay attention to the Amazon reviews oh, when you yeah. buy something? If it's got 4,000 reviews, you aren't even going to read it. You're just going to buy it. Yeah. So I'm looking at those stars. It doesn't have to be fancy words. 
Yeah, start with stars. Start with stars. I like that. (laughs) We love you guys. Bye.